to Totalus Rankium. This week, Nevos! And welcome to Roman Emperors Vitalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm world ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustulus. And this is episode 84. Oh. Can you feel it? Can you feel <sighs> us getting to the end here? Oh. It's Nepos. And that's the last time I'm going to say an emperor's name that's not Augustulus. <laughs> that makes no sense. It's interesting though. Augustulus is the only emperor, along with Augustus, that has been in every single episode. That's a good point, yeah. So, don't really need to do much of a recap since we've literally just finished recording. So you'll remember, and hopefully our listeners will just have carried on listening. So Rickham is still alive. So, yeah, Rickham is alive, and he's just opened the dog sanctuary. Yes. Yes. And Getter and Caracalla have just fallen out. Yeah. And something to do with Detective Nerva. Yeah, he's just discovered why Poopy Anus was first called Poopy Anus. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Scandal. Yeah. Oh, this is the penultimate episode. It is. It's, it's the penultimate. It's really exciting, but mm. sad. It's a bit sad. Anyway, let's do this, shall we? Nepos! He turned up at the end of the last episode. He did. He did. So let's let's go back, shall we, and look at who he is. Nepos was born in around 430, under the rule of Valentinian III. Okay. He was good. Well, <laughs> Aetius wasn't bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have already come across Nepos's father. Nepos. Nepos, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, he's usually referred to as Nepotianus in the books. Yeah. I just called him Nepos because that's what his son's called. and It's clearly a shortening of Nepotianus. Yeah, well, at least true. so I thought. But it's not. Well, there's debate. Oh. The other theory is that he's called Nepos because it's um, derived from the word nephew, and he was Marcellinus's nephew. Possibly that. But then, as his father was called Nepotianus, it just seems more likely that it comes from that, surely. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. Let's look at Nepotianus first, shall we? Let's yeah. get a bit of the family background. He was a general in the army at some point. Excellent. And he marries the sister of Marcellinus. Yeah. Not sure when, but this connection served him and his son very well. Power connection. Oh, yes. Like putting a plug into a socket. <laughs> What, the wedding? <laughs> the honeymoon. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Feel the power. <laughs> Is that what Nefertiana said? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that marriage went well. <laughs> no, she's a long-suffering poor wife. <laughs> yeah. So, little Nepos was born to Nepos and the sister of Marcellinus. He is the son of a powerful general and the nephew of an even more powerful general. Nepos grows up, presumably with a good education based on what happens later. We have no details whatsoever on his early life, so let's just list what happens during his life (laughs) and how old he was at the time. Okay. (laughs) Because that's about all we can do. So, at the age of 25, Valentinian III was murdered. He was. At around the age of 25 still, Petronius... (laughs) would have been murdered. It's a bit of a deathy year, isn't it? It is a bit of a deathy year. At around the age of 26, Avitus would have been bishoped and then murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to bishop you. (laughs) Bishop you right in the face. At around 27... (laughs) 
Majorian becomes the emperor. Now, this is when things start to change a little bit for Nepos. Majorian, if you remember, was attempting to rebuild the mess that the West was in. Yeah. He needed to take back Gaul. He needed to take back Spain, Africa, and Dalmatia. Yeah, he's a last Genesis as well, isn't he? Yes, he was. Under him, it was essentially just Italy, which is where we are now. But remember, Majorian clawed back quite a bit of the empire. He did, yeah. Yeah. He was strategic. I think if, it, if he would have been around in better times, as we said about the previous emperors, he would have done very well. Yeah, definitely. And as you just said, he was strategic. He realised he wasn't just going to have to fight his way to get this land back. He was also going to have to be political. Mm. One way to do this, one way to get back Dalmatia straight away, is to convince Marcellinus to come back into the fold. Mm. After all, they were both ex atius men. Perhaps Marcellinus could see his way clear to following Majorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can only speculate, but it would appear that one way to sweeten the deal with Marcellinus here was to promote his brother-in-law, Nepotianus. So Majorian promotes Nepotianus. He is now a powerful general. Yeah. That said, Nepotianus later proves himself to be quite capable of being a general, so maybe mm-hmm. this is purely coincidental, or maybe he just worked his way up. Yeah. Through merit, we just don't really know. Either way, Nepos' father found himself being one of the leading men in the West, just under Rekomer, alongside Egidius. Mm. We have no idea if Nepos was along for any of the fighting that his father did. Let's say, for fun, that he wasn't. Oh, okay. No. What was he doing? He was... Oh, he was interested in the new grape-making situation. Mm. Really into his wine? No, no, where you turn raisins into grapes, but then perhaps making them into wine afterwards. Excellent, yes. So he's inspired by the whole dropsy thing. No, that hadn't happened yet, had it? No, no. But maybe, maybe this is it. where it starts. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Goes so we, years. <laughs> we, we, so we don't think Nepos was with his father. Well, there is a good chance that he's already gone to join his uncle with Marcellinus at this That's point. What I think. Yeah, I Playing think that raisins. too. Yes, we're trying to figure out a way of turning these raisins into grapes. Majorian fights all the way to the Straits of Gibraltar and then loses against Gasseric. He then returns to Italy and is killed by Ricimer. Nepos is around 31 by this point. Okay. At the age of 35, Severus III died. Nepos probably would have liked this, as he was, by extension, a Majorian supporter, and therefore yeah. hated Rickamer. That's true. Rickamer's an absolute piece of work. He is a piece of work. That's what they said. That's what he said, yeah. Then, at around 37, his uncle Marcellinus is sent with Anthemius to rule the West. Yeah. We have three options as to where Nepos was at this point. Okay. He was either in Spain with his father, retired in a villa. Not likely. No. <laughs> no. But we just happen to know where Nepotianus was at this point, so who knows, maybe he was visiting. Maybe he went to Italy with his uncle and was in Italy the whole time that Anthemius and Marcellinus were trying to fight the Vandals, yeah. setting up that war. Or, and this is the most likely one, he was in Dalmatia, sort of taking over, looking after the place whilst Marcellinus was in Italy. Building a career there, just keeping an eye on everything. Mm. This one seems the most likely because around this time, possibly, we don't really know when it happens, but he gets married oh. to the niece of Emperor Leo. Yeah, so the, the family has connections. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's quite impressive. A year later, his uncle was killed. Okay. In Sicily, we speculate that it was probably Rickimer who murdered him, as do most historians. He killed a lot of people. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, you don't like me? Die. Yeah. Nepos was given 
Marcelino's position. He takes over the rule of the semi-independent Dalmatia. News then arrives that Ricimer has revolted against Anthemius and appointed Alibrius. Possibly as a postscript to the very same letter, it announced that Ricimer and Alibrius were both dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> P.S. They're both dead now, so it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all sorted. Gooey. Around this time, he is given the title of Patrician by Leo, mm. which is nice. He's doing quite well. Yeah. And then Leo dies. Leo wasn't doing well. No, Leo wasn't doing well. He was too busy being dead. That's always was a down on your day. It really does. However, the death of Leo did not affect Nepos's standing with the royal family. Okay. Because later that year, Nepos receives word from Zeno. <gasps> Zeno. The warrior prince. <laughs> yes. Looking <laughs> forward to his episode. <laughs> oh, is he an emperor? Of course he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant! <laughs> yeah, we're doing Zeno. And Zeno has a plan. Dun, dun, dun. The plan was simple. Simply drawn out in the letter. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> yeah, it's just the words. Stabby, stabby. And then a crude drawing of Glycerius. Okay. Yeah. Take an army, sail to Italy, inform Glycerius that his time was up, take over. Four-step plan. <laughs> Sounds good. Presumably, Nepos had spies that informed him that Glycerius had retreated to Rome rather than stay in Ravenna, and that Gundabad had gone north of the Alps. Coward. Nepos set sail. If Glycerius did have any defence beyond Jeff, <laughs> it was simply sailed around, as we discussed last episode. <laughs> he just sailed around them and went to Rome. Oh, do you think Jeff was like standing on the beach, floppy cardboard sword in hand, <laughs> pants blowing in the breeze? It's <laughs> yeah. like, come on, I'll take you. Where, where are you going? No, no, here, here. Oh, oh, don't go that way. That's where he really is. Oh. <laughs> Someone on the ship. There's a, there's a, there's a man on the beach there. Should, should, we, should we save him? He looks in trouble. <laughs> no, just keep going. Are you sure? He seems to have gone crazy. <laughs> what do you think they actually did land on that beach? And said, where is the emperor? Oh, Glycerius. Yeah, he's, uh, he's gone to Rome. <laughs> other side, you're on the other side of Italy. Yeah, go, go around. Go around. I'm here waiting for the invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys here to help? <laughs> uh... So, as covered last episode, Nepos arrives in the old capital. Glycerius gives up immediately, was bishoped, and then sent back to Dalmatia. Oh, bishoped. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> Nepos sits down and has a look around. You think he cried slightly? No, it's time to get Rome up and running again. Oh, yeah. It's time to bring the empire back. Montage. Oh yeah, lots of training, lots of yeah. redrawing the map. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's we'll get that bit back. We'll get Walk, that back. Looking around the city, pointing at maps and pointing at things from architects. <laughs> yes, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. <laughs> Rearranging flowers in a vase. Yeah. Slightly chipped and broken, but yeah. he's doing his best. Walking past a crying orphan, giving him a wink, crying orphan cheers up a little bit. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or the child runs off and asks for an adult. <laughs> yeah. I need an adult. I need an adult. Stranger danger. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, before we look into what Nepos does, let's just have a quick recap of what's going on elsewhere in the Empire, because we didn't really do that in Glycerius's episode. Yeah. So, let's have a look at the West. <laughs> oh, One last sorry look at the corpse. <laughs> it's still alive. There is still brain activity going on. P possibly. The heart stops. <laughs> There's brain activity. Yeah. 
the machine is the only thing keeping it going <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beep. 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 <laughs> Beep. Britain is long gone. The culturally Roman Britons still li- living there, finding life hard. Picts and Scots were causing a lot of trouble. Forget that. <laughs> this is this is heading towards Anglo-Saxon stuff in a few centuries. Oh yes, it is. There's people living there are going. We need some mercenaries to help fight these Picts and Scots. Because well, it's starting to create kingdoms as well. Yeah, there's kings involved. Right, Spain. That was gone. Yorick had a majority of it. The Swaby still had their little top corner still. Yeah. Yeah. Africa, still firmly held by Gesseric and the Vandals. Gaul. Gaul's a mess. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So let's start at the bottom and work our way round clockwise, shall we? The left and bottom of Gaul is now fully Gothic. Okay. The top left, like Brittany area, yeah. a jutty out bit, is pretty much independent now on its own. Some Celtic people living there at yeah. this time. Yeah. yeah, it's we're not really sure what's going on in that area. But it's not Roman. <laughs> we know that. The top is held by a shaky alliance between Seagrius and the friendly Franks. Oh, yeah. Seagrius, remember, being the son of Egidius, yeah. the general of Majorgan. The top right, the river Franks. Oh. Now, going down the right hand side, the Alamanni were starting to creep in. I mean, they've been trying for centuries. <laughs> Please. Oh, come on, guys. Everyone's giving away bits of gore. We want some. They're like the really annoying person that just keeps knocking on your door and won't go away. Yeah. And then, sort of below, but sort of just north of the Alps, a big blob there is the Burgundians. Oh, yeah. That's where they are. And in slithers in the middle, a bit still loyal to the Empire. But in all intents and purposes, as I said last week, with... Yorick claiming Arles and Marseille. They just don't have Gaul anymore. No, it's, it's gone. It's absolutely gone. There's a couple yeah. of little bits, as we'll see later, but I mean... But, but like I said, it's like, you know, we, we don't own Canada. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. <laughs> and now it's into this political mess that Nepos was able to throw himself into. Oh, dear. Time to reclaim the empire. Time to finish his montage. And actually start doing something. Brilliant. Instead of making orphans cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the montage helps an old lady up. He thought it had fallen on the floor. Yeah. It wasn't just picking something up. So yeah. she just turns around and smacks him in the face. <laughs> However, before Nepos can make any moves of his own, he receives words from a man named Ecdicius. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to try and pronounce it a different way. <laughs> That's an amazing name. Now, we have actually come across Ecdicius before. <laughs> oh, dear. I knew this was going to happen. I, I know you can't actually do this, but you saved this for the penultimate episode, didn't you? <laughs> you saved this person. Ecdicius, maybe? That's not funny. No, Ecdicius. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have mentioned him briefly in Anthemius' episode. He is the son of Avitus. Oh. <gasps> And if you remember, yeah, (laughs) the water guy. And remember, there was one man in Gaul essentially still fighting for the Empire. Yeah. When Anthemius and Ricola were fighting each other, word came down from Ecdicius saying, look, I'm I'm trying to fight up here, you guys. Yeah. And Anthemius, 
as a sort of thank you, gave him the rank of patrician. Okay. However, it would appear that Anthemius was then inconsiderate enough to die before the order could be given. <laughs> and uh, Ecdicius is still up there in Gaul awaiting his title. He never got it, unfortunately. <laughs> He's still there this very day. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting. So anyway, Ecdicius let it be known to the new emperor, Nepos, that he's still there fighting in Gaul. If anyone would like to come and help at all, anyone at all, because you're going through the emperors at the moment, if you could just send someone north to help out, that would be great. Grand. <laughs> really would. Stellar work if you could do that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys. I don't know if you've seen a map recently, but it's not looking good. I'm an island unto myself. <laughs> Now, actually, to be fair, he isn't the only person fighting on Rome's behalf, because Gundabad was fighting the Goths too, yeah. which does indicate that he did go north, actually, to try and fight the Goths. But whether he's doing this for the Burgundians or because he was still allied to Rome, we're not really sure. Either way, Nepos could hardly have Rickamer's nephew in charge of the armies. Remember, he was hardly a Rickamer fan himself. Mm. So... Nepos decides, this Ecdicius fella, he's been fighting so hard, perhaps now he should run the armies. Maybe he should be master of soldiers. So I think this is going to cause a problem. Why? Because Gundabar's going to go... <laughs> ah, well, it's interesting you say that. Having Ecdicius was a very popular choice. Some coins indicate that perhaps this even turned the opinion of some cities with split loyalties between Rome and oh. Goth. I think, though, the only reason it was a popular decision is because of his hilarious name. Yeah, probably. They got to chisel it into things, and yeah. it was really funny when he did. <laughs> There's no K in it. There's no K. <laughs> yeah. Now, as, as you've said, Gundabad's reaction's not recorded. Mm. However, we do know, after the fall of the West, Gundabad remains on good terms with the East, <laughs> which is interesting, considering yeah. he was Rickamer's nephew and... Really not fans of the East back well, then. Well, it goes back to what we were saying. He's, he's opportunistic. Well, yeah, exactly. I get the feeling that he went back to become king of the Burgundians. When he became king of the Burgundians, he was fighting the Goths for the Burgundians' sake. Yeah. And then cozied up to the East when it was opportune. Yeah. So I get the feeling he realised his time was up with the West, being leader of the armies. So he just steps aside for Ecdicius. <laughs> like you would, I mean. Oh, well, yeah. I'd imagine being told tomorrow you're fired, you'd be a little bit annoyed. Mm. But if you were then told your replacement was someone called Ecdicius, at least you'd leave with a smile <laughs> on your face. That's true. Yeah. It'd soften the blow somewhat. <laughs> it would. Maybe that's how it happened with, with Gundabad. <laughs> yes. You're what? I'm fired? Who's replacing? Well, really? <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> so, good start by Nepos. Yeah. Yeah, he's managed somehow, to keep the Burgundians on side, but also get rid of someone who was a potential problem and get one of his own men in the position of Master of the Armies. Yeah. Not bad. Well He's done. doing well. Doing well. Right. Nepos then checked that map that was hung up in the barn. It's looking quite sad. <laughs> There's lots of crosses and tear stains. Bits <laughs> <laughs> just ripped off. <laughs> yeah. Britain's gone. Yeah. So he, he looks at the map and points out what, this bit here, the top top of Gaul. That's, uh, who, who's in charge up there? Oh, that that's Seagrius with the friendly Franks. Is is he not a Roman general? He asked. It's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah he is. But I mean, he didn't doesn't want to fight for the West because he hates Ricimer. 
Rickhammer's dead. He's been dead for years. Yeah, well, not for years. Well, <laughs> We're getting through them at the moment. But at least two, almost yeah. two years. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Rickhammer's dead. And also, was he not the son of Egidius, who was Majorian's general? Mm. I'm the son of Nepitianus, who was Majorian's general. Surely, surely we could be on the same side here. Form a bond? Yeah, asked Nepos. Now, I'm guessing everyone in the band at that point kind of shuffled their feet muttered something about it being quite hard to keep track of allegiances nowadays. It's all a bit messy. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of forgot about him up there. Yeah. So, envoys were sent off the very next day. Excellent. The sons of Majorian's generals agreed. They could definitely work together. Nice. Not only that, but because Seagrius was allied with the friendly Franks, the Franks were on board as well. Oh, nice. Just like that, that map's looking much better. The man in charge of the pen is, is much happier. He's, he's drawing the lines up. Steve. Steve oh, Steve's Steve. in charge of the map. Steve the map. Steve Draw. the map man. Yeah, he's uh, happily colouring in bits of the map now. Yay! He's not got to do this for a long time. Gets his red felt tip pen out. Yeah, oh. we've, we've got got the, the right-hand side of Gaul. We've yeah. got the top of Gaul. I mean, okay, I started that sounding like it was going to be a big long list, and I only said two things, but it's better than normal. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's the right to direction. Put her in again. Yeah, it's all good. Not only that, they had an alliance: the Burgundians, the Franks, Seagrius, Italy, Dalmatia, all united. Ooh, all they had to do was join their forces, smash Yorick, good and proper, and then all of Gaul, and therefore Spain by default would be theirs. With those resources, there's no reason why they couldn't take on the Vandals. The West would be restored. Easy. However. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel this is going to almost replicate the the unification of the East and West a few episodes ago. To take on the Vandals. Yeah, and also when Majorian tried this a couple of episodes before. Yeah, Yeah. well I've got a quote here. (coughs) Death! (laughs) They all died with death! Blood! Yorick seized the city of Clermont, where Ecdicius was in command. Ecdicius strove for a long time with the Goths, but had not the power to prevail. So, he left the city to the enemy and betook himself to safer regions. So he fell and ran away. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> That's what he did. This took the very last sliver of Gaul away from them. Oh, yeah. so he's lost land. Excellent. Yes. Despite the building of those allegiances, it's clear the Romans, Burgundians, and Franks just cannot hold the Goths here. Not without help, anyway. Ooh. Because, of course, Nepos has been put there by Zeno. The warrior prince. Exactly. So Nepos sends word to Zeno. Hello. Kind of waits for a bit. Waits for a bit. Keeps... Peering around the corner for Roger. Checking his sand timer. <sighs> Any day now. He's definitely going to reply to me. I mean, he put me here. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Do you think he realised? <laughs> do you think he realised that, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what he thought. I mean, it can't have been good. I mean, not hearing back from Zeno must have played on his mind. And he was forced to face facts. He sent a bishop to Yorick. It was time to ask for peace. Ah. Humiliating, but it must be done. They cannot beat the Goths. They're going to ask for peace. He also relieved Ecdicius from command. Relieved Ecdicius. Yes, he did. 
Probably because having Ecdicius in charge of the troops while attempting peace would not have been helpful. Ecdicius has spent most of his life fighting Goths in Gaul. He's not going to want to see peace. Y- yeah. No. It's like so Star Trek Beyond. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> Some people know that. Good. Okay. So Nepos looks around for a, a replacement. He okay. needs a master of armies, and he found a man named Orestes. Ah. Oh. We're going to talk more about him next episode, but he might have, we don't really know, worked for Attila the Hun for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. After that, he seems to have worked for Aetius, Marcellinus, and now Nepos. An interesting career. He also mm. happened to have a son named Romulus. Oh! Romulus Augustulus. <gasps> Put a box round his name. For the last. Oh, yes. Such a good name. It's an amazing name. Yeah. Such a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's next week. Right. So, Orestes is now in charge of the armies. Meanwhile, the peace talks with the Goths continued. The bishops returned and announced, and I quote, the bonds of peace have been undertaken. At that point, Nepos goes, oh, really? We've managed to make peace? (laughs) No, it turned out that... All the bishop had managed to do was arrange a different meeting in the new year, but a, <laughs> but a bigger one. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. It's like, so when, when you really, it's like a work when you really want something done. Say, yeah. oh yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, we'll we'll arrange a meeting so you can talk to us about that in six months. Yeah. And then you right. go to the meeting and you realise the only outcome to that meeting is that you've got another meeting to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> However, this time, four bishops are sent. Ooh, four. Yeah, yeah. He's ramping up the ante. Yes, he is. So Nepos sits around and awaits news nervously, and eventually it arrives. But not from Gaul. He finally receives word from Constantinople. Ooh. Leo II was dead. Oh. Zeno was deposed. Oh. Yeah, that was his response. This is a huge blow to Nepos. Zeno was his anchor. Nepos, just like Anthemius, was struggling to hold on to power in a very resentful West. Hmm. Having a strong Eastern Emperor for support was pretty much all that was keeping him in power. Without Zeno, how long was he really going to be able to last? It explains why the letter wasn't, a letter wasn't sent back. Exactly. Yes. Nep- I'm guessing Zeno was just going, Oh my God, is everyone around me trying to get rid of me? Yeah, we'll find out what happened there in yeah. his episode. But uh, things were not going well for Zeno. There was some hope, however... For Nepos, as long as these negotiations with the Goths go well, if he can claim that there's some kind of Roman victory out of this, however thin, he might be able to hold on to power. Nice. All he needs is an outcome that is not utterly humiliating <laughs> to the Romans. Yeah, fair enough. That's all he needs. That's right. Yeah. The bishops then return, and Yorick had agreed to compromise. Ooh. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, the Romans could have the bottom part of Gaul back. Well, I say the bottom part. You can have a bit of the bottom part of Gaul back. You can have this one square acre. Yeah, and then that was it. And what about the disputed, technically kind of Roman sliver that's kind of up in the air at the moment? As Nepos, hopefully. No, no, that goes to the Goths, definitely. (sighs) This actually was an exchange of land, essentially. It was Yorick neatening up his borders. It was in no (laughs) way seen as a Roman victory. It was utterly humiliating. Oh dear. But Nepos has no choice but to accept. 
But he's got land back. Yeah. Sidonius. <laughs> Remember him? He's our source that I've been using. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the poetic source. He was living in that slither. Oh. Yeah. That's where he's been living. He's been fighting with Ecdicius. He's been there fighting for his life and his land. And right. writing stuff down, which is why we know what's going on. Hmm. He wrote to one of the bishops. Remember when the one single bishop went up to negotiate to yeah, begin yeah. with? He wrote to him saying, oh, all our hopes are with you. We really support you. Generally praising him. He then sent another note after the meeting was concluded and everyone found out what had been decided. This letter to the bishop was less happy. Well, Bit of quoting here. Okay. By far the most quoting we've had in a while. <laughs> The state of our unhappy region is miserable indeed. Everyone declares that things were better in wartime than they are now after peace has been concluded. Not the best opening. <laughs> it's not a positive start. It's not. No, I mean, remember, this is being written to the person who made the negotiations. This sounds like a tough love start of a speech, doesn't it? Yeah. He then for a while talks about how brave the men were who fought for their lives fighting the Goths. And then says, And this is to be our reward for braving destitution, fire, sword, and pestilence, for fleshing our swords in the enemy's blood and going ourselves starved into battle. This, then, is the famous peace we dreamed of, when we tore the grass from the crannies in the walls to eat, when in our ignorance we often by mistake ate poisonous weeds, indiscriminately plucking them with our livid hands of starvation. Ooh, that's poetic. He turns a good phrase, doesn't he? He does, really well. Yeah. Then he gets personal. (laughs) (laughs) He's got an ugly face. May you live to blush for a peace without either honour or advantage. For you are the channel through which negotiations are conducted. I ask your pardon for telling you the hard truths. My distress must take all colour of abuse from what I say. You think too little of the general good. When you meet in council, you are less concerned to relieve public perils than advance private fortunes. But how long are these feats of yours to last? Our ancestors will cease to glory in the name of Rome. He's not happy. I'm getting that vibe. (laughs) We are ready, if needs must, to continue the struggle and to undergo more sieges and starvations. But if we are to be betrayed, we, whom the Goths fail to conquer, we shall know beyond a doubt that a barbarous and cowardly transaction was inspired by you. If our own walls must offer an open breach to the enemy, let yours never be shut against your friends. Deign to hold me in remembrance, my Lord Bishop. Oh, that's almost Shakespearean. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of the um, Henry V speech he does when he gets the, the, the tennis balls from the Dauphin. Basically, the, so the French prince sends a, a gift of tennis balls to Henry V, yeah. who's quite a new king, a young king, mm. as a kind of a, an insult. Saying, oh, you're, you're, basically, you're a child, go and play. And his speech after that is fantastic. Just basically just turning the phrase slightly and saying, oh, with these balls, yes, we will play a set in France and we will <laughs> kick your face in and take down Agincourt, you son of a... Basically yeah. that. <laughs> I see you know your Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. yes. Brush up your Shakespeare. Yeah. That is, it's a nice, juicy it's a quote, lovely, that, that's, isn't it? That's beautiful. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah, Sidonius is not happy with this at all. Isn't he? No, I think he sums up the feeling of pretty much everyone in the West at this point. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. 
as you can imagine, Nepos is not the most popular emperor on the block at this time. No. No. It did not help that Gesseric, noticing the troubles in both the East and the West, decided, what should we do, lads? <laughs> should we go raiding again? Yeah, a bit bored. Let's yeah. do it. Did we not do that last week? And the week before that, and the week before that, and the week before that, and the week before that. But it's so much fun! <laughs> I know! Let's go! <laughs> Nepos not being able to do anything else. He just does not have the men to hold back the vandals. Sends a bishop to ask for peace. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the people of Rome muttered darkly. We don't know the details, but these mutterings soon break into full-scale plotting, and before long, Orestes, master of the soldiers, was on board. He led the remaining troops they did have, so, Jeff. <laughs> towards... Come on, Jeff. <laughs> he led Jeff towards Rome. <laughs> Nepos took one look at the remaining forces and fled to Ravenna. It's not the most intimidating sight, is it? <laughs> Orestes was probably quite scary. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but Orestes simply follows Nepos to Ravenna. Nepos was forced to face facts here. He could not withstand his master of soldiers. As much as we joke, there are the Imperial Guard still yeah, around, so there yeah. is a force of men, and Nepos has nothing to defend against this. So well, Maybe he's got Jeff. Oh, yeah, no, That's he's probably he's taking still got Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, he decides to flee back to Dalmatia. Oh. And now we get to, into an area of debate, because, according to practically everyone, that's when his rule ends, because he's deposed by Orestes. According to Nepos, he was still the emperor in the West, he just was living in Dalmatia. <laughs> According to everyone else in the world, he was deposed. Let's go with that, shall we? I think we're just going with that. <laughs> yes. So, let's just have a quick look at what happens afterwards. Let's go up to his death. I don't want... <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil next week's episode, but you can probably guess that Orestes and his son Romulus Augustulus don't last long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There is a pattern. Their successor, a man named Odoacer, good names at this time, yeah. takes over as patrician slash king. Yeah, this is what you were hinting to earlier. It's like, what do we start calling it now? Is it an empire? When we're getting yeah. to that stage. Essentially, Odoacer is the same as Stilicho, same as Aetius, the same as Ricimer. Yeah. He's the power behind the throne. But Odoacer just goes, do I even need a throne? I don't need a puppet emperor. I'll just be the power. Yeah. So there was... Stop me. <laughs> yeah. There is no puppet emperor. Odoacer talks to the east, gets an arrangement made. It's decided that as long as he acknowledges Nepos's imperial status, then yeah, fine, Odoacer, you can, you can have the west. Odoacer acknowledges <laughs> Nepos's status. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that is literally it. It's just yeah. him going, yeah, okay. It changes literally nothing. Nepos no. is still in Dalmatia, muttering to himself. <laughs> Interestingly, who else is in Dalmatia at this time? Oh, Thingy-Bob. Did the episode on him just a moment ago. Yeah, Thingy. Um, the bishop guy, new bishop. Uh, Cly no, Glycenius. What was his name? Glycerius. Glycerius. Yeah, Glycerius, who had been bishoped. Yeah. Have you cut out the bit where I didn't remember? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. I would definitely cut out that bit where you couldn't remember the name of the emperor that we'd literally just recorded. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. 
I'd like to think that Nepos and Glycerius like stayed up at late at nights drinking, <laughs> talking about the days they both used to be the emperor. <laughs> Remember how good it was when we were emperor? Yeah. No. I mean, you did depose <laughs> me. Don't. Yeah, I did depose you, didn't I? Yeah. But it's all right. You, you've got a cushy job now. Yeah. Right. In 480, Nepos was suddenly murdered by one of his own men. Okay. Yes. However... There's a bit of information about this. Several sources report this and offer no suggestion as to why it happened. One source gives us a juicy story. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I like juice. It states that Odoacer, fed up with having Nepos as a possible rival, lurking on the edge of Italy, orders the hit on him. He approaches none other than Glycerius, who organises the murder. Glycerius kills Nepos in a tale of revenge, and then is rewarded by being bishoped again. <laughs> but this time he is made Bishop of Milan, Ooh. a very prestigious bishop. Yeah, yeah. That's a... Yes. Unfortunately, however, there is no record of Glycerius ever being Bishop of Milan, so this story is probably not true. No, that's true. But we are saying it definitely happened. Yeah. Well, maybe he just wasn't Bishop of Milan, maybe he just killed Nepos as revenge. During the drinking session. Yeah. Yeah. Try this. I, I think strangled. I Ooh. think, yeah, I, I think Brutal. Nepos made one too many snarky <laughs> comments about deposing him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, deposing you. I remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's not in my contract after I enjoyed it from my job, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's very satisfying deposing somebody. He was talking about how he put up a fight when he was deposed and how pathetic Lysarius was when he was deposed. Yeah. At least, like... at least I could, you know, well, I. I say a fire had Jeff. Yeah. I mean, okay, I ran away, but I ran away to another city first, and then I ran away. <laughs> you just gave up straight away. Yeah, coward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and at that point, Clyserius, eye twitches, he snaps and strangles him. With his necktie thing, like, you know, they have like a drapey thing, bishop. Yes, his bishop tie, I think they're yes. called. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Star> thing. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, that's Nepos. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Should we rate him? <laughs> can try. Fighting Maximus. Okay, tricky one, this. He probably did some fighting. He was the son and the nephew of two very prominent generals, so he probably got some experience with at least one of them at some point. I think it's probably no evidence. Well, he also probably did some fighting against the Ostrogoths while in Dalmatia. I can't believe he would have got away with not doing that. But again, we don't know. Um, he invaded Italy and overthrew an emperor. That's really good, actually. But he didn't have to fight. You just scared Glycerius him away. Glycerius gave up straight away. Yeah. Yeah. He he lost against the Goths. That's not great. I, I can't give him any points based on uncertainty. It's like, he may have done this. It's likely, but there's nothing about it. We don't know. We're there, ranking the story and there's nothing there. There was no way he didn't do fighting. Prove it. He could not have got into the position he was. Money. He came from a rich family, remember? Yeah, but I, I just failed. I, he just, there's no way he could have been the son and nephew of two of the most prominent generals of the age, rise his way up to take over one of those generals mm. when that general died. He must have been involved. Yeah, it's it's very likely, like 80%. However, we don't know. Larger than 80%. But we don't know. We he don't. could have been a bookie. He could have been the guy seeing how many swords and shields they have. He could have been doing infantry for a winner. But his position and his, his, his links, that, well, because your dad's a general, you must be, you know, how many times has that happened right. in our series? I'm going to give him one. 
I'm not giving you anything. For raising an army and invading Rome. Oh, because he definitely yeah. did that. Okay, yeah, I'll, okay, yeah. I'll, give him, I'll give him one for that. I was thinking of giving him another one for just the fact he must have done fighting stuff before, but... <sighs> that's too big right. for me. Okay, fine. I'll give him one as well, so two. Two. Fair enough. Approvium crazium. Uh, nothing. <laughs> no. Right, his eastern ways cause some opprobrium, probably, but we don't even have a record of him falling out with the Pope, like... Uh, and Themius did, so, uh, no, zero. Yeah. zero. Successes ultimus. He got a bit of land back. Yeah, he did. Um, he then, I just, no, no, he theoretically got land back. <laughs> he formed an alliance, which in theory could have got the land back. Uh, you could argue he got the Actually, land back through the alliance. I mean, it's, I'm not giving him zero, because he did do some yeah. stuff. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, he didn't achieve anything. No, that's true. Um, I, I'm going to give him a point for forming that alliance. I'll give him a point as well. Yeah. So he was, he was a step in the right direction. He was, he was, it, it could have led somewhere, but it just didn't, unfortunately. It really could. That one battle against the Goths, if they won that, yeah, he could have been another Majorian. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two. Majorian. What's he look like? Okay, can you give me clues? Is it forward-facing or side-facing? This is side-facing. Okay. I must admit, though, there was some debate on whether this is him depicted on the coin. That's true of a lot, though, isn't it? Um, it's usually easier to track down the coin. I've got this from the Encyclopedia Britannica, though, so I'm going to trust that they know what they're talking about. Rather than my poster. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was like three quid. Huh? <laughs> okay. I have no picture in my head. No. Here you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> there are some big features. <laughs> yes, they Look at his nose. He, his nose is almost the same size as the rest of his face. His nose goes to his forehead. <laughs> yes, it, it goes does. above his eyes. Now, again, it might just be the case of this being the apprentice of the person who made Glycerius's coin. Yeah. <laughs> because we had a very good, detailed, really good coin last time, and this one's just laughable. <laughs> He's got a really sad-looking eye. His yeah. mouth looks really—he looks really sad and feeble and. Yeah. He's got a huge nose, uh, a, a, a weak chin. I mean, there isn't a big Adam's apple there, but I kind of imagine there would be one. <laughs> yeah. That's probably under his robes. Yeah. <laughs> he sank down a bit. Um, That's really He sad. looks really weedy. and Yeah. I mean, it's slightly worn, so it probably would look better in new mint condition. But, oh, I just realised something. You know when you say something's in mint condition? It's, like it's just it's been freshly minted like a coin, so it's all fresh and nice looking. Yeah. I've only just realised. Is that only just... Yeah, right now, on air. The penny has only just dropped. Yeah. Oh, bank that joke. Way. Anyway, back to Nepos. Um, <laughs> he looks stupid. <laughs> he looks hilarious. <laughs> he does. Uh, but, I think he needs a point for that. Well, yeah, does he deserve points for that? Yeah. Or does he deserve points to being sipped up? Well, it's interesting. It is interesting. I, I podcast about being interesting, so um, yeah. I'm going to give him... He does make me laugh. <laughs> I'm going to give Bully. him four. I'm going to match that because I agree. That is a two for Image Ophacious. Temple completed. How long he last? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, about that. <laughs> June 474 to August 475. 14 months. That gives him a score of 0.15 for Tempo Completo. And a final score. Oh, he's going to be very disappointed. He did not beat Glycerius because he only got 6.15, although he was clearly better than Glycerius. He was. Uh, it was his face. But Yeah, it was. 
Uh, the scores are so low that Imago Facio is actually making a difference here. It is. <laughs> and yeah, because we, we decided that we'd have to divide it by four so it wouldn't overshadow everything else. But Yeah, this should be a tiny little decider yeah. round where it's actually <laughs> it's the main round for these guys. <laughs> yeah, sad, isn't it? I'm guessing when they were drinking together, arguing at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, Glycerius quite often muttered under his breath that he scored higher than Nepos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, still beat you, though, didn't they? Yeah. Way. Nepos, however, probably replied, but I got Gene Caesar. Or did he? Let's find out. Do they have a certain Gene Caesar? Well, no, he didn't. No, of course he didn't. Oh, <laughs> brutal. No. Is there no Gene Caesar? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a shame, isn't it? really is there we go we have finished our penultimate emperor we have but one more the son of the man who's just revolted a lonely teenager with a big name we'll find out about him next week and we can finally watch the film we can watch the film yeah (laughs) yeah we can it's exciting um right okay a couple of things to do at the end however before we go because we are coming to the end Yes, we are. And that means only one thing. The knockout rounds. It's time to filter those Genesis R winners into the Colosseum and watch them battle it out. Yeah, that's going to be quite exciting. It is. We're going to put all the Genesis R winners into rounds. Now, we're going to explain this in more detail next week. But we need to announce it this week for one very important reason. Yeah. Because we only have 23 Genesis are winners. And the trouble is you can't divide 23 by anything. No, prime number. Ooh. Yes, pesky prime number. So it's making it a little bit awkward. Now, obviously, if Augustus gets Genesis are next week, we're sorted. Um, but just in case, <laughs> just on the off chance, he doesn't get it. We, we're having a think. How do we round these numbers off a little bit to make yeah. the rounds fair? And we have decided to open the vote up to you guys, the listener. Now, we have already put this on Facebook, but if you're one of our listeners that have never checked our Facebook page, you won't have seen this. So we have just asked our listeners on Facebook, just simply in the comment section of the post, just to say, which emperor do you think should have got Genet Caesar who we didn't give it to? Who was robbed? Do you want to right a wrong? Do you want to punch us in the face and tell us how bad we were? There are some options that stand out in my mind. Yes, there are some that stand out very much in my yes. mind as well. Here are the possible contenders. Claudius. Ooh. Yes. Punched a whale in the face. <laughs> well, no, and that's kind of my point. There's, <laughs> there's a lot said about Claudius, um, but when you boil it down, is it really that good? And yeah, we get excited by the killer whale, but... That was just a mutilation of a defenceless creature. But there was the invasion of Britain. And the rocks. And there was Rocky, which definitely did happen. That was not false. We haven't mentioned Rocky in a long time. We haven't. So there's Claudius. He didn't get it. Nero didn't get it. I knew that was going to be contentious when we didn't give it to him. A lot of people love Nero. I I fought for that. You did fight for that. We debated that. That was the first toss we did. It was. It was our first coin toss. And he, he lost. He did. He did. And I'll be honest, looking back, I mean, he did try and kill his mother on a sinking ship. 
Yeah, I mean, that alone, the story's interesting. But at the same time, he was just a whiny, whiny idiot. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> a bit of a drama. Yeah. Um, so, maybe you want to give him a place in the Colosseum. Next, Antoninus Pius. Yeah. Just a brilliant yeah. emperor, but a little bit dull, so we didn't give yeah. it to him. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's, yeah. he's very good, very successful, yeah. did lots of good things. Just uh... Maybe that was really unfair of us. Didius Julianus. <laughs> because, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, he tried to buy the empire. What an idiot. And Yeah, he, he, yeah, he bought the empire. Yeah. I mean, that, that's... That's pretty and, amazing. you know what? If I remember correctly, he actually got Gene Caesar because we tossed the coin and he got it, but only after... We had decided not to give it to him, so the coin toss didn't count. So Jupiter spoke. Jupiter said he should have got it. That's true. But we didn't give it to him. Well, that explains all the bad luck we've been having this year. <laughs> exactly. Broke my leg. Yeah. Twisted my testicle. They found out about the body. It was awful. <laughs> Next, Severus. Our top-scoring non-Genesis winner. Yeah, and... Yeah, when I, when I listened back to the episode again, we made such a little thing about the beard... <laughs> it's amazing. It is a good beard, isn't it? It's amazing. You should yeah. have ten for that. He looks like an evil wizard. He looks yeah. amazing. He was the father of Caracalla. Yes. He won a civil war. He beat the wizards. He, sp he spoke like Sean Connery. That's true. Yeah, I mean, so come on. Surely he should have got it possibly. Shocking. Poopy anus. <laughs> I mean, just for the name, just yeah. so we can say Pupianus more often. Yeah. Uh, Probus didn't get it. He's often considered one of the best crisis emperors, and we didn't give it to him. Why not? I, I, don't, I just don't think we were impressed enough. We had recently done Aurelian, though, ah, who impressed us so much. Yeah, I think true. we just thought he was a poor man's Aurelian. That's true. Yeah. Um, Carus, he got hit by lightning. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's quite impressive. And a uh, big one at the end, Julian. A lot yeah. of people really love Julian. Um, a lot of people don't, though. And oh, yeah, it's, he's very divisive whether Julian was good or not. I wasn't... It, I, I could see why people would. Yes. But I couldn't see it myself, he, and I still don't. He reminds me a lot of Claudius. Yes. If you dig into the details, you can see a lot of impressive stuff. Yeah. But as soon as you pull back and look at the big picture, there's nothing there. That's true. And it's heavily source bias here. Yeah. Because a lot of emperors, we only have the big picture, and that's what we judge on them. That's so true. if we're trying to be fair, we only judge on big picture stuff. That's true. Julian really didn't... He wasn't successful. No. Didn't he walk into a desert and... Die? Yeah. He plunged the empire into a crisis. A fool's errand. Yeah. Uh, however, he does come across as a really good guy. Yeah, he Like I said nice. in the episode, I'd have gone for a meal with him. Yeah, maybe even had a pint. Yeah. And I do think we didn't make enough of the fact that he released his uh, pamphlet called Beard Hater because everyone hated his beard. Yeah. That's actually quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's not just those. Those are some that we thought might uh, mm. be contentious. Uh, Titus was another one that's been mentioned since yeah. in the comments just to uh, complete the Flavians. Mm. But, yeah, interesting. All you need to do is go onto Facebook... In the comment section, just leave the name of the emperor and I will tally them all up. Whoever gets the most will automatically get a Gene César stamp on their card and be entered into the Colosseum. Nice. 
Also, um, it's available on Twitter as well. Yeah, so go and do that. Uh, shall we read a couple of suggestions out? Yeah, that are on there so far. Let's do it. Stop following me. <laughs> I've called the police. <laughs> sorry, that's that's personal personal Facebook. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so here we go. This um, this one is from Tyler. Oh, I like Tyler. He's nice. <laughs> Claudius. <laughs> and that's it. Yes, that's a good, a good suggestion. There you go. That's simple, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Antonine is pious. He did so well, and he was lovely to boot. Just look at his bust. How can you say no to that kindly face? And you know <laughs> what? He had a kindly face, didn't he? And a great yes. bust. That was Jessica's suggestion. John Langston wrote an essay about why it should be yeah. Julian. And to be honest, a very convincing one. It did make me go, oh, We had maybe, a few of them, didn't we? Maybe we were too harsh on Julian. But then I just keep going... But he walked into Persia and lost, and that's all he did. So I don't mm. know. I don't know. It's not up to us. It's up to the listeners. Um, Christopher Finch wants Titus because mm. he was because he helped his father become the man he was, um, and he was just unlucky that he died young. Possibly that. M. A. Bailey wants Claudius because everyone thought he was a fool, but he proved mm. himself. I would argue he proved himself to be fairly mediocre, but uh, <laughs> that, that's my opinion. <laughs> Richard Wade went for Julianus. Yes, he was terrible, but also memorable. His is the type of story I want to tell people in the streets. Nice. Which is a good measure, I and, think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because we, we always said that at the beginning, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, would you t- who would you talk about? Who would you grab in the street and start telling about emperors and then yeah. have to deal with the police? It surprised me how many people wanted Didius Julianus. <laughs> yeah, quite a few people have voted for him so far. Yeah. A few people have said Severus has been robbed. But interestingly, as much as some people are saying Severus was robbed, quite a few people saying that Severus actually was useless. And the same with Julian. Mm. Lots of support for Julian, but also quite a few people agreeing with us that he was actually not as good as people think he is. <laughs> Which uh, just goes to show it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah. LJ Trafford wants Nero. Of course. Yes. <laughs> she did write an entire book about him. I think that's a bit biased there, to be honest. That's true. Yeah. But it, <laughs> Although, was, a, it was our primary source of the episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she does make some good points. Yeah. Yeah. She knows her stuff. <laughs> yeah. He went about the palace wearing a dressing gown and a neckerchief. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> And I'll, I'll quote Al J. Trafford again here. On what we have to assume was a very dull afternoon, he'd have his slaves tied naked to stakes, then come bounding in on all fours, dressed as a wild animal, <laughs> and gobble at there. And then she suddenly goes on to the next point. <laughs> so um, <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I must admit I missed that one. Or, I'm not sure if I did. Our Nero episode was actually our longest. I think it was nearly three hours. I yeah. cut a lot out of that mm. episode just to try and get it down. Um, yeah, so there we go. Lots of suggestions. Like I say, log on to Facebook and let us know you've got until we record our next episode, next which week. is next Thursday. Thursday. And then after Augustulus's episode, we will do the draw. So what's going to happen with that? We'll explain next week. Excellent. Because <laughs> we've chatted for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Reason for people to listen to the last episode. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, join our Facebook page on uh, Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, where we put stuff as well. Um, we've got Instagram, which I haven't uploaded anything for quite a while, because I keep forgetting about it, because basically it's like Facebook, but worse. <laughs> 
Um, you sell it so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can download us on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Okay. All we need to say then is. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. I, I used, I used, I used to own all the wine in the world. You, you, you were emperor. I was, I was, I was king of the world. Don't say king. As emperor of the world. Good boy. Emperor of the world. Oh, you remember, remember what the power. You oh, the power. The, the pr- pr- prestinged, prestige. Prest- yeah. Oh. I was emperor as well. Wow! Before you, in fact, I was emperor before you. Is it part of puppet? You're a puppet. I I'm just, not. I've got no strings. Yeah, I, yeah. Gun, gun, Gundy, Gundy controlled. Yeah, I was real emperor. You were pretend. You did not emperor. No, no. I only had to ask him about policy, armies, and everything else. G- Gundy allowed, allowed me to to w- without permission. I, I could I could paint the palace and any colour I wanted. Well, not the outside, it's just the inside. I know one room. But you you, you painted the day day glow yellow room. Was that you? Yeah, I mean, was that you? That's good in there. That room was horrible. What? I hated that room. That oh, my soldiers tear it down from the inside. You tore down my fun room. Okay, you were useless. You were useless. I was best emperor. You were worst emperor. And then there were all the other emperors. No, no, no. First the worst, second the best. A- exactly. No, no, wait, the other way around. No, no. Uh, first the best, second second the idiot who everyone hated because he's... I, I, do, do, you want, do you want to know a secret? What? Uh, 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 oh, oh, that, that, the, the shapeshifter guy, Odo. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> you'll love this. What? You'll find it's really funny. What? He, um, what? <laughs> he told me. What? Right. He told what? me. Yeah. That I should kill you. Oh, that is, that is so like him. He, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, you, you know, he works for me. Really? He works for me. I'm still the emperor. So, but you're not. I am. He's still the emperor. He wants to me. He wants for me. He wants to kill me. No. I'll kill him right back. You kill him I'll in the face. I'll kill him in the hour. Uh, uh, and and anyway, dr- drink this. Dr- drink it right down now. It's important that you drink. No. It's no. In- no. Go on. Drink it. No. No. no drink. Go no. on. Drink it. No. Drink. No. It, it's a new a new drink. No. It's dead good. I don't want to drink it. I, I, I dare you. Uh, what? I, I dare you. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no, I, I double dare you. You double dare me? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's gone all frothy.